fact that the gospel story that I just read was probably the very first one ever written down, at least for mass production, let's say, for, for widespread use. Biblical scholars are almost certain that the Gospel of Mark was the earliest of all the Gospels. And Mark doesn't start the Gospel with angels or Mary or Bethlehem or the birth of Jesus. Mark's Gospel starts with the words, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, a huge chunk of Mark, more than any of the other Gospels, Fully one-third of the gospel is dedicated to the passion narrative, where Jesus is betrayed, tortured, and crucified. When you read Mark from beginning to end, Mark even seems rushed to get there. Mark uses the word immediately more than any of the other evangelists, over and over to describe what is happening. Almost as if there's an urgency of Jesus' journey to the cross. You gotta get there quickly. Then, after the crucifixion, the original gospel, the original manuscript ends. There were verses added later, but the original one ended with the story of the women going to the tomb to anoint Jesus' body, finding that the stone was rolled away, and finding a man in white standing there who tells them Jesus is raised. The final line. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. The end. That's it. No more. A gospel that ends with fear and silence begins with the words, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ. That is a hint that this story in its entirety, its beginning, its abrupt ending, is indeed just the beginning. The whole story is the beginning, not just the first part. Now, the beginning of that beginning, not Jesus's birth, but Jesus's baptism. Now, do you ever wonder why we in the Episcopal Church still continue to baptize people today? As Episcopalians, it is not because we believe that you have to be baptized to have your sins forgiven. We do not believe that. We do not believe that you have to be baptized to receive God's grace. Jesus's life, death, and resurrection already accomplished that for us. So baptism is different for us. Baptism does a couple things. First, it initiates us. It brings us into the body of Christ and tells us that we belong. Second, it is an outward and visible sign through water and prayer of an inward and spiritual grace that we already have, regardless of whether or not we are baptized. But if we don't need baptism in that way, in the way that other religions believe they, they need baptism, why do we continue to not only do it, but to make a big deal out of it? Wear beautiful white dresses and call family and friends, choose special people, whether it's godparents or sponsors, that will be witness to us in that. Why such the fuss? I think Mark tells us exactly why. In Mark's story, John the baptizer is said to be proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And yet Jesus, 
God incarnate, born of the Virgin through the power of the Holy Spirit, walks from Nazareth to Galilee, from, from Nazareth of Galilee to the Jordan River, which if you look at Google Maps and you draw a straight line to the nearest part of the river is a minimum of 29 miles. So probably more than 29 miles on foot to participate in a baptism for forgiveness that he almost certainly didn't need. Now, Mark doesn't tell us why Jesus does this, why Jesus comes to be baptized, but he does tell us the consequence of it. As Jesus comes out of the water, he sees the heavens torn apart and he hears the voice of God declare that he is God's son, that he is God's beloved, even though, remember, this is the beginning of the story. He hasn't done anything yet. He's already beloved. Then he receives the Holy Spirit. Some might even say he's possessed by the Holy Spirit because there's some funniness with the, the Greek word, whether the, the, spirit, the spirit descended on him or descended into him. So he is, receives the Holy Spirit and then is driven out into the wilderness. Driven, Mark tells us, to be tested by Satan, but waited on by angels. That's the story Mark gives us. Remember, Mark's in a hurry to get to the crucifixion. Many times when we read these stories in the gospel, and baptism is no different, we put ourselves into the story. Where would we be? The temptation here is to think we are one of the many becoming, coming to be baptized by John. Maybe, if you have a certain spiritual inclination, you might see yourself as John. But how often, in any of these stories, do we put ourselves into the shoes of Jesus? How often do we look at a story and be like, yep, I'm Jesus in that one, that's me. But what if Mark begins the story, the beginning of the good news with Jesus's baptism, because that is our beginning too. Because we, we believers are Jesus in that story. What if the consequences of Jesus's baptism, not the why, but the what happens after are our consequences too? If the consequences of Jesus' baptism are our consequences too, then in a little bit, when Whitney baptizes Owen and Everly, we should expect that the heavens will be torn apart. And I believe that is what will happen. But what that means is different than some physical act that we're going to see. In our reading from Genesis today, we heard that the earth was a formless void covered by waters. That's not a coincidence. The waters are important. Shrouded in dark. Just after this passage from Genesis that we read, God creates a dome to separate the waters above the heavens from the waters below. Again, it's all waters. Then God continues from there, creating the rest of what we know as the universe. But we believe that God resides in the heavens and we reside below. So when Mark writes that Jesus emerged from the water and he saw the heavens torn apart, what he is saying is that dome that God created, that separation, that is gone. It is ripped to shreds. It is no longer there. God is not there and we are not here. God is here with us. In fact, the only other time that Mark uses the, the word schizo for tearing apart is at Jesus's crucifixion. When he says the curtain of the temple 
The part that separates the holies of holy where nobody can go because that's where God is. That curtain that separates that in Mark's gospel, also torn apart. We are no longer separate from the divine, but participants in her creation, in her love, in her joy. Through baptism, we are affirming what is already true, that we are God's children. We are beloved, that God is with us here in that water, in that bread, and in that wine. No longer in the heavens, but here on earth. If the consequences of Jesus' baptism are our consequences too, then in baptism, we are given the Holy Spirit, maybe possessed by her. But where she descended on Jesus, and we read like, like a dove or as a dove, she comes to us with this community into which we are baptized. I bet all of you have had moments, if you think hard enough, and maybe you didn't even recognize it as such at the time, but where you have felt the Holy Spirit with these people or in this place, in an embrace, in a hello, in the healing prayer station, in a moment of quiet. And where the Holy Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness to be tested by Satan, but waited by, on by angels, she drives us out too, into the world, the wild world, where things are extremely hard and we will always be tempted to take the easy way out. But God has assured us that God has given us what we need to make it through. And even more, that God is with there with us there in it. Through baptism, we are driven by the Holy Spirit to be different people, fundamentally different people, to live up to our baptismal covenant by continuing to come to this place to pray and break bread together, by doing our best to resist evil, but also by understanding that when we fail, and we will, that we can repent and be forgiven. We also recognize baptism in baptism that we need to seek to serve Christ in all persons, loving our neighbors as ourselves. And the word all and the word neighbors do a lot of work there to try to say every single person. So think of the person that you wish least to seek and serve Christ in at this moment, them too. And by striving for justice and peace among, here's the word again, all people. And respecting the dignity of every human being. And I would add of every created being. Jesus' baptism is our baptism. At least in the Gospel of Mark. And that's why we do baptisms here on a Sunday morning. That's why we don't schedule a separate date. If this was just about being a member of the church, if this was just initiation, we could do big initiation services whenever we wanted, right? This is not separate. This is what we do. This is who we are. It's why in a little bit, when we move back to the font for Whitney to baptize Owen and Everly, that we are all going to participate. We're not just gonna stand and watch. We are going to take the baptismal covenant again together, maybe for the first time, hopefully not the last time. 
That's why we put the baptismal font there and it stays there right at the entrance of the church. That's why we profess baptism in our creeds every Sunday. That's why when we do Eucharist together, we echo the words of baptism in our Eucharistic prayers. Through our baptism, we become part of the body of Christ, the children of God. Through every baptism, ours and others, every single one, we become deeper, more a part of this place, this community, this people. But like Jesus, baptism cannot be the end. It can't just be a symbolic membership card that allows us to call ourselves Christians. Because if Jesus' baptism is our baptism, if the consequences of Jesus' baptism are our consequences, then our baptisms, this baptism here today, every time we dip our fingers in that font or say that we believe in one baptism or come to the altar as a community to participate in the divine through the body and blood of Christ has to be another moment to remind us that we are being driven out to do more. These moments, this moment today, can't be the end because it is the beginning. It is our beginning. It is the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ.